Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode of The Word on Long Beach brought to you by The Long Beach Post. I'm your host, Jackie Ray. Today, we have a very uplifting show for you. We'll start with giving you some insight into the importance of mental health, and we'll learn the story behind a Long Beach legend. Hood Santa joins me today to tell us how he began impacting people in his community. Don't forget, this podcast is for you. So if you have a story idea or if there's something happening in your community that you think needs a little bit more attention, please DM me on all things social media at jraythefanatic or you can email me directly at jackie at lbpost.com. I'm excited about my next guest because we've heard a lot about mental health over the past few years. Most recently, we heard from star athletes like Paul George, Kevin Love, and Naomi Osaka about their struggles with mental health. I personally love this, not the mental health struggles, of course, but that they feel open enough to share that with us because it does normalize the conversation surrounding mental health and lets us all know it's okay to say you're not okay. Today, Dr. Sandra Hardy, who is with the Center for Best Living, joins me via Zoom to talk about how she and the city of Long Beach are offering free mental health services for the African-American community. The hope is to help people understand how important mental checks are for all of us and to make sure that is not something we are overlooking when we think of our overall health. Take a listen. Let's just start a little bit further back before we get into you know, what you're doing as far as mental health. How okay. did you decide you wanted a career in mental health? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I decided because I wanted to fix my family. Oh. You know, I'm going to be the one that, that made us all healthier and all well. Um, I come from a large family. There are 10 of us. So there was a lot of people to work with. And uh, I quickly discovered that my family wasn't interested in having me save them or, or change them or fix them. And then I understood that my call was to be of service to other people. And then my prayer was that other people would be of service to them. And so we start and then I help someone else and then someone else helps mine and we keep going like that. So So pay it forward kind of thing. Pay it forward, definitely, yeah. Yeah. when When you started, did you know specifically I wanted to help my family in regards to mental health or did you just want to help them overall? help them overall uh, just to be healthier. Um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so that was part of it. Um, Always had an interest in helping and listening and paying attention to what was going on with people in their lives. And so my my undergraduate degree is in psychology. I have a master's in marriage and family counseling. And then um, then I went on to be further trained as a clinical psychologist. So yeah. It was just helping people in general. So when you found that your family was resistant to that, and then now we fast forward to specifically mm. the black community, were some of their resistance the same as what you see in other people within the black community? Uh, that's a good question. Yes. Um, the idea of mental health or you know, going to see a therapist, it's just not something that's really prevalent in our community. Um, so yeah, some of that same kind of resistance. But what was wonderful is that uh, when I was in one of my in my marriage and family program, there was a therapist that used to work out of King Park, okay. and this was thirty, probably a good twenty five years ago. Hmm. And um, he was there, and someone told me about it. So my family and a number of us decided to do it and to participate twenty five years ago. 
and uh, some participated, some didn't. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. I remember one of the things I remember him saying that if there are 10 of us, I come from a family of 10, and he said if five participates, that's pretty good. Yeah. Why do you think it is that we have, I mean, since you've been doing this, you've been in practice for over? Over 30 years, uh, 30 plus years, yeah. But you have, you've, you've been, you've seen enough people. Do you know, do you think you have an understanding or is it just one of those things that why are we so resistant to mental health? Um, I, I really, we're probably not as re, any more resistant than any other population. Um, mental health are, oftentimes we see getting services like mental health services as something ancillary that is something you could do or people do that's outside of, of um, your day to day. So um, the idea of adding something else to your life, it's just not something that we typically do. We tend to be more communal and the idea of services or help within families and church and people that we know and building our own network and not feeling like you gotta go out and get something that you don't already have in your community. So I think that's one of the things and then another one, we've been struggling and surviving for a long time. Right. We had to create our own ways of helping each other and getting through some seriously hard times. And so some of it is sometimes we don't even know how bad we got it. And then other times we, we're, we've become expert in making do with what we have. Absolutely. You know, and finding a way. So I think that's some of it. But I don't find that we're, we tend to be more resistant than other populations. Mm -hmm. um, going to therapy has something to do with economics, socioeconomic status, and you know, a lot of different things that have historically been associated with um, separating the mind and the body, all of that, so. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I know I've had conversations with um, some of my family, you know, in regards to therapy. And then that's their first question is, how much is it gonna cost? It's not about whether they need it or not, it's how much is it going to cost. Yes. Yeah. And, and that is a barrier. I mean, it really is a barrier. Um, and do you go, who is this person I'm going to be talking to? What do they know about me? What do they know about my family? What do they know about my experience? So that's some of it too. Um, yeah. So you're offering a, through the end of August, free mental health care services, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, it started off as part of the CARES uh, funding that happened back in the end of, uh, towards the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. And so it's a program that's sponsored by the city of Long Beach through the CARES that started off initially with the CARES Act. And there was a recognition that given all the stressors that we went through in 2020, uh, on top of all the ones we've gone through historically, that uh, there, you know, there definitely was a need to provide services that would make health and wellness, more in terms of wellness overall, more accessible to people. So yeah, so we've been doing this since the latter part of November when we actually started seeing people. The other thing we discovered initially, we were just offering six sessions and then so that we could serve more people. But what we quickly found was that people wanted more than just six sessions that, you know, that so we got started. And so we've been able to, um, shift the program to provide, maybe see fewer people, but to provide more in-depth services. Um, another thing that historically, 
that services in African-American communities specifically tend to be sometimes um, something, a hit and miss, a one-time thing, and you come in and you, you gotta fix the whole problem. Uh, but you know, we've come to understand that if we see fewer people and we have more in-depth, and these people can then go out again, that each one, teach one, kind of, it spreads out, then um, we're okay with that. For people who haven't yet been involved, I know it's going through August, it, can they still get involved or do you already have the people that you're going to be working through till the end of August? And, and with my, for me, we already have the people that we're working with through August. Our hope is that there'll be some continued funding uh, beyond August. And then um, the community, some of the things that we're working on on a broader scale is to see, to find other ways that we can both do more outreach, mm-hmm. uh, more creative outreach, or find other ways to supplement uh, providing the services, even if the funding doesn't come through the, these particular programs. So when with the people that you're working with now, are there going to be, if, if the funding doesn't come through, have you already talked with them like, okay, if you want to continue, this is what the cost is going to be and have, so they can plan ahead? Yeah, some of it, the, that's definitely a part of it. But one of the unique things with this program was that it, it, it targeted people who do not have insurance and also people who are underinsured. So, and then one of the goals was with uh, um, Obamacare and California Care that is to encourage people who don't have insurance to sign up. And so that's what that service is. And fortunately, within the last couple of years, there's been a recognition that mental health services are just as important as physical health. So there's what we call parity. So one of the things is if you don't have insurance is to get you signed, to make sure you do have insurance. And as a result of that, people can then go on from there and get referrals to continue or to continue with me or any of the other providers, perhaps on a sliding scale, participate in a group, uh, just find some other ways that we can, that part of our job is to find some other ways that we can do outreach and supplemental services. But one of the goals is to have, to make sure that everybody who participates in the program has access um, through the right referrals or the right resources so they can have insurance. One of the difficulties I had when I was looking for a therapist is I very much, it had to be a black therapist for me. I just, okay. as, a, as a black woman, especially a very vocal black woman about social mm-hmm. justice and out here trying to push that needle. There was just things that were going to be in my head that if you don't know that struggle, you aren't going to be able to relate to that struggle. Or I wasn't going to be able to take what you said about how I'm walking through that struggle to heart because you just don't yeah. understand it. Is that, is that a legitimate thing for people? There's a lot of black people like me who think like that. Is that a legitimate thing for us to think or are all therapists very much equipped to deal with some of the struggles we go through as black people. Uh, I think it's a definitely legitimate thing to take into consideration. Um, when you, one of the things I do want to say, like if someone is using their insurance, you can say, I, I'm looking for a female, an African-American, uh, various, you know, whatever your gender orientation or your sexual orientation, your religious background, you can say that. So just so that people know 
that when you call up, you can say, this is what I'm looking for. Do you have that on your panel? So for one thing, you're also challenging them and letting them know that people of color or black people or Hispanics or whatever that we're out there and we matter. Right. And we we we're paying the we're paying our premiums or it's our tax dollars and we have a right to request certain services. Um, generally speaking, we are all trained, and so I would not say if you can't find an African American therapist to not go. There's some really you know we're all trained, and depending on what the need is, you know sometimes anybody not anybody, but don't not get the services. You gotta at least give it a try. Um, the other thing that I would say is that sometimes it's not that people don't necessarily know, but if you're coming in for something specific, you don't wanna spend time explaining something, trying to educate somebody on something when that's not what you're coming in there for. So it's, again, it's trying to find the best match that you can. Now, Dr. Hardy, if, if somebody is not currently working with your program, but they want to still get mental health, can they sign up if they have insurance? Can they come directly to you or do they have to go through their insurance to get to you? It just depends on what the insurance is. Some insurances, you don't have to call and get an authorization. Some you do have to call and get an authorization. Um, you can still give our office a call because we are establishing a wait list. And if there's a demand, then that, that informs what we need to put into place. Or are there other services that are of a less traditional, you know, to begin to look at how do we set up more our non-traditional services that can be just as effective. And one of the things for the way I work is helping people to feel empowered mm -hmm. to be the best version of themselves. And when we're our best version, then we're gonna be better and best in our community. So marriage, individuals, parenting, kids. We don't know how to do all this stuff. How about, you know, community coming together? That's how I like to think of it. And especially in the pandemic right now. I mean, we, we all need each other. So I'm saying everybody needs to do a mental health check-in. I don't care how good you are, how well you are, find somebody to do a mental health check-in. Remember, all of the free mental health sessions are booked. However, the center is looking for additional funding. So don't hesitate to call because they can also point you in the right direction to get you the help you need. You can call or text them at 562-637-8817. Again, that's 562-637-8817. You can send them an email at info at centerforbestliving.com. Or you can visit Dr. Hardy and the center online at centerforbestliving.com. Coming up, the Hood Santa gives us his origin story. It's a great one, so make sure you stay tuned. The Word on Long Beach is brought to you by Community Hospital Long Beach. Community Hospital is now open, serving the community since 1924 and singularly focused on providing patients with the very best in healthcare services. Community Hospital, restored, reopened, reimagined. Welcome back to The Word on Long Beach. Once again, I'm your host, Jackie Ray. I'm excited because I have Tito Rodriguez here with me. You guys probably know him as the Hood Santa. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Now, if you were out this weekend, you might have gone to his backpack event. How did that go? Oh, it was incredible. We had a few thousand people uh, oh, turn wow. out. Yeah, it was, uh, we had the chief of police. 
We had the Long Beach uh, Governor's Boxing Gym. We had Power 106 and K-Day team up for the first time, come out and DJ for us. We had about 1,700-plus backpacks that we handed out, and we threw in the random tablets and backpacks. We gave out 10 tablets per hour, so we blessed a lot of kids. We had face painters. We had free haircuts. We had mothers come out and uh, give out groceries. Uh, it was incredible. It was something beautiful uh, to do in, our, in the city of Long Beach, in my hometown, my park, MacArthur Park, that I love so dearly. Uh, it was awesome, to be honest. Now you're always doing something. How can people stay up with what you're doing? Uh, you know what? To be honest, uh, believe it or not, I'm on Instagram. I like to show what I'm doing on there. That's almost like my bat bat line. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> just put it out there. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to see what I'm up to, go on uh, uh, either the foundation's uh, Instagram or website. Local Hearts Foundation uh, is our Instagram. Our website is www.localheartsfoundation.org. And uh, we always got uh, something new going on. We're always informative. You know, we put what we're doing at all times. But my own personal one is the Hood Santa. And uh, if you want to see what I'm up to and you want to donate or you want to come on help, send me a message. I'm the guy that responds to everybody. I, I like to think think that uh, and I know that everybody is somebody. So I, I like to, you know, uh, respond, you know, give them that 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 back. Yeah, that no, that's great. And we usually like close out with that, but you're doing such mm-hmm. important work that I want people to make sure you guys get that information off top. But let's go back. Let's do our Marvel flashback to get our origin story yeah, of the superhero it. that is the Hood Santa. How did you? Well, I'm Santa. I'm not a superhero. <laughs> Santa's a superhero to a lot of kids. Don't listen to him, you guys. <laughs> I'm the Hood Santa too. <laughs> so how did you become the Hood Santa? So basically, how it happened is uh, about 11 years ago. I started driving around Long Beach by myself in my car, giving out stuff, stuff that I was sponsored I, you know, by a couple of skateboarding brands and stuff like that. So I, they would send me stuff to the house, and I accumulated a bunch of stuff. And then I started just driving through Long Beach within the back of my car, giving it away. And then uh, the following year, I asked my buddy HJ, who's my partner in the nonprofit, HJ Chong. He's actually the smart guy. I'm just the big mouth. <laughs> I always say that. You know, he's the guy that that does all the graphics, all the smart stuff. I'm just the big, big-headed, big mouth dude, you know? But anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, uh, he uh, he does uh, all that kind of stuff. So he said, uh, I asked him, I said, hey, HJ, well, you know, I want to I want to bring you on board. I want to pay you to go out and bless some family, some kids. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Uh, you know, I talked to Nick Diamond, who owns Diamond Supply. I said, yo, Nick, he became one of my friends because of the music and the, mm-hmm. the world that I was in. And uh, I said, Nick, I want to do something for the kids. What do you want to do? I said, dude, I don't even really know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to help out some family, some kids that, you know, need a little bit of help. He said, well, what do you need? I said, do whatever's on your heart. So he said, come to the warehouse. So I showed up to the warehouse. There was a couple thousand pair of socks, a couple hundred shirts, hats, sweaters. He, he, he blew me away with what he donated you know and so we put it in my 1999 lexus right <laughs> gs 300 mm-hmm. it was it was full to the rim stuff to my you know head my neck and hj's in there with a camera hj was like 19 or something he was just a kid mm-hmm. let's go hj i'm gonna pay you all right all right cool so we go driving around all through long beach and then uh we were just pulling over hey look at that mom and those two kids it was it was about 2 weeks before christmas you know mm-hmm. try to get in the in the christmas uh, spirit and give people some you know some joy right so we would jump out hey how you doing you know you guys want some toys you guys want some diamond supply and families would be psyched so we jumped out on this this young black kid right on uh pacific in uh what is that willow yeah willow there's an arco station there and we jumped out 
on him and he was pushing the stroller and he ran for his life. Oh, wow. Yeah, he took off. And we're like, yo, dude, stop, stop. Slow down, bro. You know, come back. Mm -hmm. And he's like looking at us like, you know, he doesn't know what we're doing. We He thinks we are a gang or we're going to do something to him. And he's with his baby, you know. So I say, hey, bro, stop, stop. I said, we got some diamond supply. We want to give you some diamond supply. And at that time, diamond supply was huge, you Mm -hmm. know, like at the top of the top. And he turns around. He says, diamond supply? (laughs) Skateboarding company? Like, yeah, yeah. And so we pull it out and he comes back and he's like, yo, man, I thought you guys were going to jump me. Mm. I think I'm getting the chills. Oh, I know. He's like, I thought you guys were going to jump me. I was so scared. You know, I'm like, no, bro, we want to hook you up. So we like, we give them waters. We had bread. We had uh, hot Cheetos. We just had all kinds of mm-hmm. whatever companies wanted to give me. I wanted to give it out, you know, mm-hmm. to the hood, you know. And uh, so we get in the car and HJ's like, Yo, T, dude, you gotta do. You gotta buy a suit, a status suit, or something, bro. Because you never know what if you get killed, bro. Right. Or you get shot. You just don't know what's gonna happen. So anyhow, I go home and uh, I go on eBay and I buy a twelve dollars Santa suit. It was like a paper mache Santa suit. So we go to Seventeenth and Juan Apero. This is the following year. Seventeenth <clears throat> and Juan Apero. There's a bunch of like apartments there, right? And I grew up on 15th and Walnut, 15th and Gundry. And then when my dad committed suicide, my mom moved us to 15th and Juan Apero. So I knew that area pretty good. And I knew that kids needed help there, like in most parts of Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So we jump out on these apartments. There's an apartment next door to the side in front. There's maybe like four or five of them there. And uh, I jump out in the Santa suit out of my Lexus, (laughs) my sleigh at the time, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, this little kid just comes bolting out of his, his, uh, his house. Yo, 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 he's yelling. He's telling all his little buddies, you know, yo, yo, Santa, Santa's here. So he Aww. comes all the way down and he walks right up to me and he and he uh, he pushes me on the chest and he says, hey, man, you're the hood Santa because Santa Claus don't come over here. That is the saddest and sweetest story at the same time. So that hit me. I was like, whoa, this kid must not get much. Yeah. And And it took me back to like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't have much, you know, and uh, at the end of that, we went home and I said, hey, Shay, bro, here, I want to pay you a couple hundred bucks. And he was like, no, bro. And then I didn't really know much about H.J. You know, I he, I knew he was a really smart kid. He he graduated from a couple a couple like uh, schools that have like 50 kids in the whole school, but they're all brainiacs, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he right away, I took a liking to him because uh, I seen that his he was a uh, he was a kid. A young man, sharp, but mm-hmm. of action, not just being smart and, you know, talking and not wanting to work. So I saw that he was a hard worker and said, yo, bro, I want to pay you. And he was like, no. And then he opened up. I, I didn't know this. He said, hey, bro, I was really poor, too. Oh, he okay. said, I grew up in Pico Union and South Central. It was it was uh, heaven sent, like the, the relationship, the friendship, the partnership. Uh, you it's always better when you have people that work harder than you. Or as hard as you because uh, you guys get a lot accomplished, you know. But anyhow, uh, yeah, that start it started uh, from that. And then, uh, you know, we said uh, we both for HJ and I were like, well, hey, man, we got to get resources to these kids. You know, uh, what do we do? Well, you know, we got to reach out to these companies. And also, what is the next thing? Uh, how about a turkey event? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I didn't have Thanksgiving till I was maybe. 11, 12, uh, my aunt, uh, Mimi, um, which was my dad's sister, uh, she married a white, white guy. 
mm-hmm. and he was a bus driver for the Long Beach Transit. She invited us to her house, and I walked in, and I was like, "What the? What is this?" You know, I'm like, "What mashed potatoes? Like, is this real?" What is- <laughs> I, that whole story is amazing because I find that that's really not always, but a lot of times it's the people that don't have like hearing you say that you didn't have a Thanksgiving until you were 11. I'm like, well, what'd you do? What'd you do on Thanksgiving? It's just when you don't know, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes people are the most giving when they understand. I think that's with anything though. When you understand what people are going through, you can empathize better and you can help. You've been doing this for a while now. Are there people that you've helped when they were kids that are coming back to you now and saying, Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we had a family, we have a family, uh, uh, and I, they know me since I was a little kid. So mm-hmm. for, for them to see me do all this stuff, they're super proud and, you know, but they, they're struggling. And, uh, there's two brothers. Uh, I, I don't remember the baby's number, uh, baby's name, but the older brother's name was David. So these kids are wizards. You go into their house and they got awards for science, uh, math, you, you know, uh, honor roll, the, you know, just tons of stuff that they're doing at school that's wonderful and those are the kids that we want to reward so what we did is uh the hood santa started as uh you know besides just going out on on christmas we said hey we're gonna put up these posts and ask families hey uh if you know anybody who needs help let us know right Mm -hmm. so everybody needs help right but we said okay there's a catch the kids got to have good grades so little by little, hey, send the report cards. And there was these kids that I'm talking about every year for like seven years. These dudes had straight A's on a roll mm. every year. So I went and paid them a visit uh, maybe five, six years ago. So anyhow, after doing stuff for them for like five, six years, David got a job, the older one. He went to college. He got a job. And one day he calls me and he says, hey, Tito, I want to buy 10 toys. 10 boy toys and 10 girl toys. And I said, no, 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 it's okay. No, 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 it's okay. Because in my head, I'm thinking, they don't even have nothing. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, how is he going to be able to buy toys? He said, and I want to wrap the boy toys with the blue paper and wrap the the girl girl dolls in a pink paper and give them to you. And uh, I was like, gosh, this is first job. Like, I don't want, I don't want to take no money from here. No, don't, don't do it, bro. Just next time. You know, he said, no, dude. You don't understand if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have had nothing for Christmas. So I know there's tons of kids like me Mm -hmm. and I still didn't want to take it. Then I called my mom like a little baby, like a boy, (laughs) mom, you know, what's up, son? I said, hey, listen to this, mom. Uh, We got some kids we've been helping for five, six years. Uh, And one of the kids just called me and says he wants to donate 20 toys, 10 boy toys and 10 girls. And I told him no. And she said, no, that's not what you do, son. You're stomping his blessing. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. (laughs) And then I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you know, I know that you don't want to take because you think he doesn't have anything, but God is going to reward him. Mm -hmm. And he, maybe he's, maybe God is setting him up to be something like you. Right. So don't stop that. So I called him back and I said, yo, dude, I'll be over to pick him up. Showed up. They were all, you know, they were all wrapped up. And uh, thanked them. And then he said, man, Tito, you don't understand, you know, like uh, what you guys did for us. Like every year, like uh, it's amazing and, you know, super thankful, you know, that there's people like you and H.J. and the foundation and the donors, you know, that want to help kids like us that, you know, our, our parents might be struggling and, mm-hmm. and, you know, working a nine to five. They can't provide and, you know, they're doing their best, but it's not enough. So thank you. And when I left from there, I was like, 
man, dude, we're ma- we're impacting kids' lives like that. You know, like I had no idea. You know, because sometimes you get so caught up in like, hey, all right, guys, here's some toys, here's whatever it is. You know, and then you just leave. Right. But you know, it, it stuck. It, it's you know stuck in the back of his head that he wanted to do that for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we've had kids, uh, you know, that we come go out and help. Uh, when I put those up, hey, Hood Santa, we're going out. Uh, send us a message and we get these these messages that are pretty insane pretty gnarly actually hey tito um my brother uh just got life in prison my mom is 63 my brother left three kids with her my mom doesn't have no money um the mom the mom died she overdosed or whatever uh my nephews i got two nephews but one of them is not that good two of them our straight A students. All right, let's set it up. What do they like? We find out their interests. They said, hey, well, my nephew, the oldest one, he's, he's, he's trying to be an engineer. He walks to the library and then he gets home about seven days. Pretty dangerous, you know? So we find that out and it's usually, it, this one was three and two of them are, are kicking butt. One is kind of done, ain't listening. So they say, all right, set it up, bro. Tell me what they like. Well, my other nephew, he likes skateboarding. He's a big fan of Diamond. So I hit up Nick or whoever, Sean from Glizzy, say, hey, bro, I got these kids. They love skating. And, uh, you know, they one of them needs a laptop. Uh, you know, he walks to the, the library to use it, public library. And then we end up showing up and we say, hey, you know, I show up in a Santa suit. Let's call him Thomas. Th- is Thomas here? Uh, yeah. You know, we set it up. Make mm-hmm. sure they open. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they open, you know, and then nobody knows. We knock. They, and I'm in a Santa suit. They're like. I'm like, what's up, dude? You Thomas? Where's your brother Eric? Eric. I say, hey, well, check it out, man. I found out that you guys are doing really good in school. And uh, your your uncle told me that you guys are, are good kids and that right. you're listening to your grandma. You guys are working hard. Said, check this out, dude. You know, I'm here to sh- tell you that, you know, things, uh, people are watching and nothing goes on notice. So guess what we got for you? We got a laptop for you. And we found out that you love Diamond. We got about whatever. 20, 30, we hook them up thousands mm-hmm. of dollars worth of stuff. And then the little kid that ain't doing good, he's kind of bummed. Right. He's looking at us like, well, where's my stuff? And then I say, hey, check this out, dude. Little Jason, whatever, right? We brought you two shirts and a hat. And you're lucky you're getting that. But check it out. If you do good, if you turn your grades back, you know, get them up good, I'll be back and pay you a visit. So throughout the year, little Jason's sending me messages. Hood Santa, check it out. I got two D's now, all F's, and, you know, mm-hmm. I got two D's. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. Dude, you're so far away, but keep it up. And then, you know, a couple months, next uh, next uh, quarter or whatever, they get, hey, dude, I got all C's. I'm like, oh, you're killing it. You're getting close. You're getting close. Hey, Hutsana, guess what? I got all A's. Are, are you going to do what you promised me? Yep. That's fantastic. So, so, we, you know, we end up showing them that the hard work that they're putting into stuff, there's somebody out there that's looking out for them. And we go back and say, what do you want, bro? Well, man, you know, I wish I had an iPad because, you know, I got to use my brother's computer and sometimes he's on it. You know, brother talking. You know? right. All right. What else? Well, you know, I wish I had a skateboard, too. All right. Cool. Well, all right. We're going to set it up. And then we we kind of don't tell him where we're coming. We go talk to the uncle or the grandma. Say, all right, we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, you know, have him open the door. Same thing. What's up, dude? He's like, oh, you made it. You came back. I was sad. I didn't think you were coming or whatever. You're like. Well, check it out, bro. Here's your iPad. Here's your skateboard. Here's your shoes. Here's your hat. Keep up the good work because, you know, if you don't do it, if you don't keep doing this, I'm not coming back. But if you do, I'll be here every year. So that's amazing. And I think that's a story that we hear time and time again, especially when we're talking about generational curses. Mm-hmm. You know, dad was in this lifestyle, sons are in this lifestyle, grandsons are in this lifestyle. And there's really no reason to 
really think about changing. And something so simple as, hey, my brother is has been rewarded for getting good grades. Maybe I should get good grades. Mm-hmm. It's something so simple and something that kids take notice to that kind of thing. And so it's so inspirational that you're doing this. I just want you that you're a legend here. Like before I even came down to Long Beach, I knew about Hood Santa. Thank you. And I was like, who is Hood Santa? And then I had the opportunity to work with you the other day. Yeah, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. So you guys, I'm not telling you what it is because we're not ready. But you guys stay tuned. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. And you just have this energy and this passion about what you do that I think it just, it kind of inspires others to join on with you. And it's, and it's, Fantastic. I'm very excited about what you're doing. Yeah, this is amazing. I feel like we could go a whole nother hour. Just you have such an incredible story, such a diverse background. But I'm excited that you stopped by. Thank you. To share. I'm gonna this is cool for me because obviously I'm new here mm-hmm. to Long Beach, not to LA guys, but to Long Beach. And it's just it's just even when you talk about what you do, your your eyes light up. There's a passion in what you do, and it's a beautiful thing. You can't really do what you do without this passion and love. So I am very excited. If you guys want to volunteer or be a donor. Please contact them. What's your Instagram again? The Hood Santa. The Hood Santa. Like he said, he responds to everybody. It takes me. Yeah, you're probably quicker than me. It takes me some time to respond to people on Instagram because I don't get the nicest of mm-hmm. responses on my Instagram sometimes. But that's a whole nother story. Thank you so much again yeah, for joining welcome. us. Thank I appreciate you. it. And I look forward to working with you in the future because you've always it. got some stuff going. And it. I definitely want to be a part. I'm always down. I yes. love the post. The Long Beach Post has been down with me since the at least four or five years now and yeah. anything we do they come out and help and you know i want to be that same uh same way towards them yeah you know? thank you so much takes right, us you guys. to save us yes absolutely that's our show for the day thank you guys so much to hood santa um and dr hardy for joining us today once again i am jackie ray share this with a friend and we will see you next monday Yee-yee.